Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Never miss a minute. Download the Todd and Tyler podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And stream the show 24-7 at TNTRadioEmpire.com. The answer is no. All right, let's move on from that. Uh, yeah. No <laughs> is the answer. No. Uh, Cameron Longston going to be in the studio with us a little bit. Also, we're talking to uh, uh, Michael. Now, in my case, I never had anybody waiting for me. when uh, I didn't really do any breaking up, though. But I guess I, when I said I don't want to raise a baby, uh, that would that's be a considered break up. Uh, that's breaking up. That's technically a breakup. Yeah. Although you just just I mean breaking up the family. You hopped in the yeah. Hopped in the pickup truck and drove to town. You got out of there. Right? Whatever you drove down there. Yeah. Well, I was long gone. <laughs> yeah. By the time I got the announcement. Of course. Yeah. Oh, you weren't coming back for the baby. So I'll give you credit for that. No, well, yeah. there, there was talk of you know, maybe somebody moving down. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and and uh, that lasted for a couple of days, yeah. and I said nah. Nah, I don't think I want that. Well, hell no. And then the other breakup. That'll put you further uh, in the hole you already ended up being. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One breakup I had was initiated by by somebody else. Yeah, your wife kicked you out of the house. Yeah. Yep. And then you got married yeah. again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had a series of other stuff. You had to set no, up a different yeah. masturbation See, but station. for a long time, my kids were convinced that, you know, that Christy and I were having an affair before. We met. Oh, I know that was not true. And no, not not true. Not true. It was yeah. a good thirty days after <laughs> the divorce was filed before I met Christy. Well, you went out dancing. And, you know, the chick can't resist that. I've seen you dance. Oh, no. yeah. The crane dance. <laughs> yep, that's what brought him in, man. That's what brought him in. Who's that? Yeah. I don't know any other dance. <laughs> well, they we think you got the name Boogie, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael uh, Checky Azolina. Azolina. Maitre D to a bunch of, was he working at a bunch of different restaurants? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Bunch of, trend, bunch of trendy restaurants. And he knew a lot of famous people. A bunch of top tier restaurants in New York City. Yeah, in fact, there's uh, uh, Brooke Shields has a nice little write about uh, how she loves the book. Yeah. People like so, that. And we're talking to her. I'm talking to him, she me later on. We're not talking to Brooke Shields, although that'd be kind of cool, but yeah. Get Brooke Shields we? on. Uh, I don't think we ever talked I to Brooke Shields. Yeah. Know that we have. No, we have. I haven't. want to say, Hi, maybe we did. Yeah, Cameron Logs okay. is in the studio with us. Welcome, brother. Thanks for coming up, man. There you go. Your mic's on. All right. (laughs) You got any gigs this week you want to plug? Yeah, I'm at the Funny Bone this weekend with uh, John Heffron. Oh, cool, man. Excellent. All right. John Heffron, Jill Maragos. Yeah, John. Really great. John's great. He'll be in the studio with us tomorrow. We love John. He's a very funny man. Uh, But we're talking to this Michael guy uh, in about 10 minutes, right? Yeah, about that. All right. And... um, we, what we what we cover so far today? Oh, if you ever... Uh, That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tell us. I'm asking yeah, you guys. Right. Somebody tell us. Guys. If you've rescued a raccoon whose uh, balls were frozen to the <laughs> railroad yeah, track... That. We always uh, ask for the tough questions. Right, we'll man. take that call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently, a uh, pretty unique case down in Georgia. I would like to see uh, Zach Braff 
uh, in a new commercial because I'm sick of that Verizon commercial. Right. I think it's a Verizon commercial. Uh, T-Mobile. T-Mobile, okay. Yeah, stick yeah, I'm his tired balls. Of it too. Yeah, stick his balls to a pole and then tell Faison to take the picture. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see uh, Christopher Walken uh, find a raccoon's balls on a railroad track. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Little guy, you seem to be in a predicament. Let me help you out. First, we need warm water. It's going to sting a bit, but, you know... Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. I want to. I want to see that YouTube clip. Oh, it's out there. It's on our social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not, not with Christopher Walken. There, 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 there's video. Not with Christopher Walken. Though. And there's a picture of a raccoon ball. Thank you, Cameron. I'm just gonna. I'll probably do that to you a lot. When, uh, I hope it doesn't bother you too much. You know. No. You know. <laughs> At least it gives you new material for these guys' voices. You never thought at home. I could do walking. Uh, taking a raccoon's balls off a frozen railroad. Yeah, that was track. my big. That yeah. was my big idea. That was your yeah. big idea. So you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even have thought about that. All right. <laughs> Those guys that saved that raccoon are nice dudes. If I saw a raccoon stuck on a railroad track, it'd be like. Ah, that well, sucks well, for that I'm, raccoon. I'm with Puss because I'm thinking because they're, they're not friendly. No, no, they could I'm be diseased. Rabies it bites you. Yeah. You're, just, you're just trying to help the guys. You don't little, know little when the next balls. train's coming. No. Yeah, you can't reason with it. Well, yeah, you might you you might free it from its frozen balls, and then it says, "Well, hey, now I'm going to attack you." Right? Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. and, and then you probably have to beat it with a shovel, and it's dead anyway. It's also a dude back there <laughs> right. touching your balls. Thanks you might not for unfreezing my balls. Now here's some rabies. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now you're dead. How did they know he was stuck? <laughs> I was, he was I, just sitting on the, the tape. <laughs> yeah, I think I just stuck stuck the tape. The, there's a picture. They were just he was just stuck on the railroad track. Look at his balls. Ended up being. Oh, it's just. Was that the, ra- that the actual yeah. raccoon? Yeah, that's oh, the raccoon. Oh, let me see the picture. I just saw you just showed me his ball hair earlier. Yeah, and I say that a lot on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It just looks like it doesn't look very happy. But raccoons oh, never really look happy. Yeah, but that's sad. Yeah, anyway, there's the aftermath. It's absolutely disgusting because your balls oh, are frozen to yeah, it. It's you're bad. gonna be unhappy. Raccoons never look happy anyway. I love that. I never really realized that. <laughs> I've got the big yeah, sad eyes. They don't smile either. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that is sad. that's a sad look there because they it's like oh man I'm sitting there and he knows that's a railroad track and this is I, this is where that thing was. Just kind of look like you know knows that he's made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Do you think like, he thwarted like a like another raccoon's big plans? You know, oh like, yeah. Like a raccoon had set him up with the whole thing. We're like, now all I've got to do is wait for a train. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Like he super glued oh. that guy's balls yeah. there. Right. Yeah. There was another evil raccoon oh. off to the side mm-hmm. going, damn it. There yeah, was a diabolical sure. plot involved. Yeah. Could have been. Yeah. The lives of raccoons. Yeah. They are good guys. They might, they're just regular dude. I mean, you know, just, you know, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Oh, the internet's. No. Uh, Full of stories. I'd have like felt that. bad for the raccoon, but I wouldn't have done anything. I don't think. I might have called somebody. I might have called. I, I, I would have done it myself. Yeah, I would have called like uh, animal critter, control, critter control or you know. But oh. you know, if the train, if it's a train track that's fairly busy, one's coming probably within a half hour, an hour. Yeah. Know? And then that's would they horrible. stop for? Do they stop for that? They like trains? They would even see that. No, no. that no. that wouldn't be a, even a bump on their on no. their ride. No. No, I think I w- it'd be splattered. Wouldn't even know who you'd call to say, "Hey, uh, can you stop the train? Because this raccoon's nuts are stuck to the track." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would say, "Yeah, sure, sir." To hang yeah, up on you. Uh, I yeah. think that's fine. We got yeah. a lot of railroad workers that uh, listen to us. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you piece right here. Right. Man. Have you ever gotten that call? <laughs> you had to stop a train because there's a raccoon nuts stuck to the track, frozen, or a, or a bum's nuts stuck <laughs> to the track. How about that? Yeah. Any testicles, yeah. really? 
I mean, <laughs> any testicles stuck to the track, I think you should call oh, somebody. Yeah, like a hobo, you know. You see, nobody's allowed to say hobo anymore, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> Unhoused population. No, a hobo's not. If you're riding by the railroad track, you're a hobo. You're riding the rails, man. The raccoon, I love one of his arms is just hanging off to the side, and he's not even trying to get away because it's his balls. It's going to hurt real bad. Well, you know, previous, he tried to get away. Yeah. Did you share the picture on the socials? Yeah, the, the, yeah. the link is there, yeah. It, was, it also could have been, like, the raccoon's thing, you know? Like, he could have just been, he could have been, it could have been, like, something that went wrong, like a David Carradine or something. You know? Yeah. Like maybe he yeah. set himself up. That's a good point. Oh, he was trying to impress his friends. Or, you know, or maybe he was just like, I like to get them wet. Get them on the cold rails. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, see where it goes. Or maybe he'd already, and it was yeah. uh, raccoon oh, semen no. throws him there. That's oh. what stuck it. Raccoon semen is a great band. Yeah. So I went from <laughs> having a great day to having the worst day. Right. Or it could have been a day, you know, from some other raccoons. Yeah. Oh, like like uh, bet you won't like yeah. the movie, like yeah, uh, like Christmas story. like Christmas story, yep. right? Yeah. And all of his raccoon friends ran off when his balls stuck to the to the rail. <laughs> <laughs> My kids will play a game called What Are the Odds? Okay. Where they'll they have to pick a number. So like, if somebody wants somebody to get something, like if this raccoon and his friends, right. one of the raccoon would be like, "What are the odds?" And then the raccoon would, ends up getting his balls stuck would be say twenty. Okay. And then both raccoons would have to say a number at the same time. So if they're both like seven, then he's like, ah, oh, I guess okay. I gotta put my balls on the track. Well, the then, odds well, are astronomical. Well, then your sons put their balls on the track. I don't understand how you're playing the game. <laughs> well, they'll just do it anything around the house. And be okay. like, oh, I bet you wouldn't like eat something spicy or. Oh, like, I got what, it. What are the odds you would eat that? And okay. They're like fifteen. One in twenty. Yeah. yeah, and then they just both. If both people say the same number at the same time, then they're gonna eat the spicy thing or whatever. Oh, they have to both do it. Just to whoever, just the one person Whoever's who agreed to. Do oh, it. I was kind of set up. Right. Yeah. Do you ever play with them? No. Okay. <laughs> they tried to get me to do it, yeah. but I'm like, no. It's a good game. It's a dangerous game. Yeah. Have you played it? Yeah, I've played it. There's yeah. a, there's a rule where if you say, well, give me an example. Let's let's just okay okay. For example, uh, oh hang on, hang on. We got we got we got a guest coming in right here. But we will talk right. about great. But yeah, put a pin on that uh, raccoon yeah. ball co- talk. Here. Hold that thought. <laughs> Carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, go ahead, Todd. I got to click him over here. All right, the book is... Your table is ready. Tales of a New York City maitre d', and we're joined by Michael Chechi Azalina. Morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for calling the program. This is uh, this looks interesting. How long were you a maitre d' in New York City? Oh, on and off, thirty-five years. Thirty-five yeah. years. I, I got a bunch of questions about this. Obviously, are maitre d's underpaid? Can you make a decent living doing that? You can make a great living doing that if you're in the right place. 
Um, it, it, I mean, long story short, there are very few maitre d's anymore. But uh, sure. it's, it's a long story. How come there's no? Because they just don't want to pay them? I mean, nobody wants to pay tips or what? Why is there no They don't want to pay them. So maitre d's used to be in the chip pool. So you got tips. And yeah. also you got tips for people coming in wanting tables at the door. Right. That became illegal because they were considered managers. So you couldn't get a tip and no one wanted to pay a maitre d's six-figure salary. So they started hiring hosts. At minimum wage or yeah. a little bit above that. I got right. that. When did when did the major D's go away? Is that when you quit? I mean, you did it for a long time, so you probably didn't. Want no, to... yeah, I kept, I kept going. Um, in the mid nineties, when they pretty much became extinct, like dodo birds. But some places uh, carried on. Sometimes illegally, sometimes not. But you did it. So then you got hired as a manager, and which you know brought your salary back up again. But you know. But small restaurants couldn't afford to do it, hence you have all the hosts. What what happened with the – were you, were you uh, in a situation – because a lot of celebrities are hanging out of these restaurants. Uh, were you allowed to call the – did anybody call paparazzi? Or you, was that frowned upon? Would you call paparazzi or would they call you and say, hey, is anybody there? No, we we never did. The paparazzi always found out. When, you know, George George Clooney and Amal came to Le Cuckoo, they camped out two hours before they arrived. And apparently they they tracked them on three or four different routes. Um, on, on getting to the restaurant. So they were packed outside there. Once they got in, we had to get them out. And we went out through a back door sometimes or a side door. But paparazzi always showed up. When J-Lo came out, when her twins were born, first night out, we were at Raul's, they had to close off the street because there was so much paparazzi. Now, I'm guessing that since you were the guy that uh, decided who gets tables and all that kind of thing, you became friendly with a lot of celebrities, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, would yeah. you would you call? Were they? Uh, was that? If somebody gave you a, a, like, what was the most money? Somebody just shook your hand and gave you money. The most? <laughs> yeah. Um, thousand uh, dollars. Whoa, that that's pretty nice. Who was that? Yes, you can have a table. Who was yeah. that? Who was that? It was, you know, uh, it's a guy I got to know. He came in. I didn't have a table. Mm-hmm. He handed me money in my hand, and I said, sir, I don't have a table for you. I tried to give him the money back. He says, no, no, you're a gentleman. Thank you. I went and looked. It was $1,000. And I got him a table. Of course I got him a table. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I'm not... Well, who, would you not do that? Come on. Uh, you know, I'd make a table at that okay, point. But, <laughs> uh, somebody does that, and there's not a table available. What do you do? You kick somebody out? No, you make it. No, you make it happen. You put them ahead of someone else or her ahead of someone else. You, you make it happen. You have things in your back pocket. You know when tables are going to turn. You wind up buying people at the bar a drink and saying, "I'm sorry, your table's delayed." You know, granted, half the time people want to kill you if they see someone just walked in and get a table before them. Right. But you take the risk sometimes. Okay, so you had an extensive playbook for just about every situation. Yes, you got to think on your feet. Especially, I worked in very, very busy, popular restaurants that everyone wanted to be at, and there's only a certain amount of tables. So you've got it. You're juggling constantly. You're continually juggling, and you're hated continually or loved. It depends. Did you uh, Did you uh, ever? uh, Anybody walk in there and say you don't know you don't know who I am? Do you? And you would say, No, I don't. (laughs) I mean, was anybody trying to? Of course, yes. Yeah. Do you have any idea who I am? Or I know the best ones when they say they know the owner. Okay, oh. well, if you know the owner, why didn't he call me? Or why didn't you talk to him to make your reservation? People will try anything to get a table. Was there anybody that you worked with that was a struggling actor? Because there's a lot of actors that start out as waiters and bartenders and they became really famous. Sure. There were, uh, 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 
Oh, quite a few. Um, uh, Juliana Margulies, for oh, one, okay. the, the biggest. Oh, she's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. She was a, a waitress at the River Cafe and went on to stardom. Yeah. Uh, Mia Sarah was also at the River Cafe. Yeah. There were, we had a bunch of people that went on. You know, b- back in the day, it was all actors that's, yeah. that were doing these jobs. Because they're quick money, and it was flexible. And a lot of them went on to do very, very well for themselves. Uh, the book is called Your Table is Ready, Tales of a New York Maitre D. Michael Chechi Azzalone is the author. We're talking to him right now. Uh, tell us about your encounter with uh, the angry mafia guy. Oh yeah, that, that's a, isn't that a. Oh man, I get a I get a guy that that comes in the restaurant late. He's obviously drunk. Goes to the bar. He left his car in the middle of the lot without giving the keys up. So we cut him off. When he finds out I cut him off, the guy came up to me and basically said, "I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do, but I'm going to take care of you." <laughs> and he walked out. Wow. We, we, it turns we, out. Turns out he's connected in the Gotti family. Shows up two weeks later and says he's going to get me. And I, I was ready to move out of the city. Yeah. It was awful. I thought I was being stalked. This guy was uh, in maybe, they thought, on the Castellano killing. was a big mafia don. Right. And threatened me because I insulted him. There eventually had to be a sit-down between two different families to, to smooth it out and I had to apologize. To not kill, it was awful. To not kill, the, about, ma- not kill the Major D. Oh, did they come and announce to you that no, they no not, longer wanted to kill you so you didn't have to look over your shoulder the rest of your life? I didn't, but about two months later, after I did the apology, he gets hit. They knocked him off. Wow! Oh, and uh, and that was and that was the end of it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to piss. It was like, uh, well, <laughs> well, I don't want to piss you off <laughs> now, Michael. <laughs> I don't want to piss you off. Maybe you're connected, Mike. Right. When you heard that news, I had to give you a little peace of mind. <laughs> I, I was bobbing and weaving, man. I was walking home, looking over my shoulder every night. I thought if they're not going to kill me, they're going to break my legs. Brooke Shields has a lot of nice things yep. to say about the book. Uh, are you familiar with Are you friends with Brooke Shields? How'd you get her to write a book? She's right? lovely. I met Brooke when she, at her 18th birthday at the Water Club, and she's been a, a client of mine oh, many, many years. Um, I see her all the time. She lives in the West Village. Hopefully she comes to my new restaurant, Checkies, when that opens. But she's a great lady. Her family's great. And most celebrities you meet are the most wonderful people in the world. Look, they want to be in your restaurant. You know, they want a good table. They want to eat well. Who doesn't want to do that? So why be rude? doesn't make any sense. No, they're not going to mistreat you. No, you're right. You're calling the shots. Well, unless, you, unless you don't get them a table, but of course you, you get them a table if they're uh, if they're famous enough. Of course right? you do. Look, yeah, yeah Barbara Streisand calls. She's getting a table, man. Come on. You know what's going to happen. You mentioned you, you you own a restaurant now. You mentioned that? Opening one. I was just about to open about a month. It's called Checkies, my last name. It's a modern bar and grill in the West Village. Okay, since we plugged your book, can we get a Sorry. table? Can we get a table? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, dinner, dinner's on me. You All have right. to pay for the airfare, though. All right, well, we plugged the book. We'll come to New York. We got some friends there, and we'll, we'll, we'll show up at the door. We, we'll say we know the owner. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Now that I own it, you don't have to tip me. Okay. <laughs> can we if we want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to the servers. All what right. kind of uh, you, uh, you? You're talking. You were working in a in a restaurant in the seventies, in the eighties, and nineties, or was it eighties and nineties? When was it? Uh, yeah, eighties, eighties, nineties, noughts, the tens, now the twenties. Okay. It just keeps going on. Okay, well, the, the, okay, the eighties is you know we're old enough to remember the uh, the eighties. Obviously, as a, as an adult man, uh, what were the uh, 
What was the drug scene like at these restaurants in the 80s? It was insane. Look, when Studio 54, the, you know, the Herald of Nightclub closed, right. people needed to go out. They needed to be seen, and restaurants filled that void. There's a place downtown called the Odeons that was the hottest spot in the city after Studio 54, right. and that spread to other restaurants. So when the Water Club opened, they, people gravitated there. It was in the papers. And, of course, drug use in the 80s was crazy. Yeah. Time magazine had a cover with a cocktail glass with cocaine on it, yeah. saying, you know, the new drug. Right. And, and everyone was doing it. You would get tipped $100 with a gram of coke stuffed inside the $100 bill. It was, it was normal. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, it was normal. We tell people all the time, the 80s, it was, that was all normal. But obviously more normal for you because you got a lot of coke. Did you, did you indulge? <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> you can say that. I, I, you know what? I, everyone did. Yeah, of it was it, yeah. A, most people did. It, yeah. it, it was it was it was the Roaring Twenties. It was. You know, it, it was. was it was the eighties, right. and it was the exact same thing. People were partying. They wanted to go out. Restaurants became not just for dinner, but that was what you did for the night. Yeah. You went two and a half, three hours to have dinner, then went to a club, and that's when disco naps became popular because right. people would stay out all night, go to work, and then come home, take a nap, and start all over again. It was crazy. Did yeah. you have lawyers go through this book so you didn't get sued about any of the stories? About three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you gotta, we got to let you go. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take you up on that restaurant deal someday, I'm sure. Uh, your table is ready. Tales from of a New York um, uh, New York City maitre d'. Uh, Michael, Michael Chechi Azalina. Thank you. Uh, thanks for calling, Michael. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate take care of yourself. Man. Yeah, you're fun. Thanks. All right. Appreciate great it. talking to you guys. Uh, Have a great day. Yeah. Take care. Exactly what I thought he'd sound like. Yeah. Just a New Yorker, man. Yeah. yeah. New York guy. Yeah. What a cool gig he had, man. Especially for those years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had a couple more minutes. I'm always curious about uh, hyphenated last names. If they're paying homage to grandma or grandpa. Uh, well, they're both Italian sounding last names. So obviously, you're both Italian. So, yeah. And we know he's connected. He had a mob guy killed. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> that is a nightmare. We'll come back. I'm going to find out how to play this game, though. Uh, the game was. Uh, what, what, what are the, the odds? What are the odds a raccoon's balls get stuck on a railroad track? A hundred percent in that. hundred yeah. percent in that in one. In Georgia. Right? Uh, if you do uh, see a raccoon with its balls stuck to the railroad track, help him. Help him. Help yeah. a guy well, out. Well, we have a Union Pacific employee checking in. Okay. On, on the email, he, right. he'll tell you what to do if you run into that situation. Cameron Logs is with us. Funny bone this weekend with the uh, with the uh, Heffron, right? Yep. Okay. Done. John. <laughs> Okay, I'll, st I'll stop talking it's shortly. It's a touchy yeah. touch screen. I didn't need Oh, yeah, to do now that. you yeah, bitching me with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, <laughs> fat finger screens. I know, I know. Well, I'm back. You're listening to the Todd and Tyler Radio Empire. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.